Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. What is overprotective parenting? How do you even define that? I don't have a definition for it, and I feel like I'm not the right person to ask because I probably am. Well, the reason I bring this up is recently in our community, we've had a lot. Yeah. A lot. Over the past couple of weeks, we've received email notifications and text messaging, including one from law enforcement that was about a week ago where there was a shelter in place issued because of active shooters, right? So when people use that term and they throw it around. Like I, overprotective? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, whoa, 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 stand back. And you know what? And okay, I, I was in grade school in the 1970s. Okay? <laughs> A little different time. And then into the early 80s, right? So it was a much different time. And people were like, well, when people throw that, throw this uh, at me, this, um, oh, it, it happened. You just didn't hear about it because that we didn't have social media and the internet and all this stuff. No, you would have heard about it on the national news. If somebody would have went into a high school or any grade school or whatever and shot the place up and killed a bunch of students, it would have made the news. Sure. Okay. It would have made the news. This, what's been happening in the country over the last 25 years started in the late 90s and it for some reason columbine is the first one that really stands out in my mind and that was in 1999 i was in right high school right that happened i was uh just i was i was at my first radio job Mm -hmm. no i was at my no i was not second radio job but i remember it happening the reason i bring this up over the past two weeks twice three times three times three times we have had soft lockdowns in schools in our community yeah. and we've been in school for a week and a half right exactly so we we had an actual guy that there was a shooting at an apartment complex within a couple of blocks of an elementary school so law enforcement did the right thing cordoned everything off and had a soft lockdown at the school then at a high school the following week there was a legitimate issue with a firearm which for some reason they're not really talking about and I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't know and I think due to reasons privacy reasons it was one individual and I don't think anybody else got hurt I don't need to elaborate anymore right, right? but then yeah uh yesterday there we, was this nationwide what they call swatting right and it happened here in our town at a high school where people were reporting false active shooting information right and And so another soft lockdown so that's three in a week and a half of school just in our area in our community which is a a small rural area and and that doesn't exclude us from anything like that happening it's just 
it just almost feels surreal. Right. It does. And it's, and when I see people say you're overreacting, I don't No, 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 we're not overreacting. Right. And I, there was, it was kind of a, it was weird because it came up. I, I follow an influencer who made a deal about it, right? Like, Oh God, you, the reason you're overreacting is because of childhood trauma that you suffered. And I'm like, you know what? Some of that may be true, but it has nothing to do with the way things are today. It's it's a much different world. It is definitely a much different world. And I, I'll admit, sometimes I, I feel like I'm going over the top. For example, a, a, if we back off, let's digress from the shootings, which I, you'll never convince me that I'm overprotective when it no. comes to that. Because anytime any parent hears that, especially in light of what's happened recently and is what comes to mind is what happened down in Texas. Yeah. And that is to me is I, I just can't even fathom that. I can say that last week when there was an active shooter at an apartment building that was almost adjacent to our oldest's school. Right. It, things were very unclear at first. Right. And I have never felt a sheer terror like I felt in that moment yeah. when I didn't know what was happening and if he was safe. Right. Uh, well, I had the same feeling kind of yesterday when, because it was again a false alarm. But somebody, yeah, because they some yep. some sick sob that thought it was funny or whatever or wanted to get out of school decided to call in a fake active shooter at the school. It sent the whole community and that, especially the people that had parents or, or parents of kids over there, into a panic. Well, and it's just like there's so many levels to this conversation. I feel like we could talk forever, but it's like. I have this sick feeling like, please don't let us get desensitized that's to these what, lockdowns. Yeah, right. like, that's horrible. Like the cry wolf situation. Right. Like right? three times in a week and a half right. of school, we've had lockdowns. It's like, please don't let us get to the point where this is just normal. Right. Please. That's insane. And then me. there's this level of like, I, I have fears that like our kids are not okay. Like there's this, this mental health issue that keeps coming up, but it doesn't seem like anything's getting better. I, I remember last year, uh, friends of mine who had students, we had similar things going on with a gun at Mankato. Well, I'll just say one of our local schools, right? And uh, there, because of the exposure that they've had to see what's going on in, in the country, mm -hmm. right? There was kids that were fearful to go back to school. And I don't think that's over the top. No. It's not. It's not. And it's, there's, I could, I just, I don't, I'm at a loss it, and it, I don't find myself like that very often. Right. So I, this, this d stop freaking out thing, I don't, I'm not in line with that. And no. I'm, a, I'm a pretty calm when it comes to stuff like that. I'm normally a pretty calm individual, but I think anybody understands when your kids are involved or any kids for that, for that matter, it's terrifying. Oh, that God. will, I mean, that will just drive you crazy. And on the, on the comment from the, the social media thing that you saw about childhood trauma, I do think there's an element of parents of today's youth that would be like in our generations who are becoming more aware of maybe some of the things that did happen in their childhoods that may have affected them more long-term than what they realized. And whether that's making us more protective or not, I think that we're we're just becoming a lot more aware of like the messaging and the words and how we're talking about feelings and things like that and and trying to do better because now we know better. Right. Uh, it, here's another thing. There are 
the kids are exposed to so much now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that there are video games where the object, I'll, th- I'll just like the Grand Theft Auto games. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go find hookers, beat them up, murder them, steal their money, steal vehicles. Is, st- is that still a thing? I, I, it was years ago. I don't know. I have no idea if GTA is still a thing or not. But it, there's tons of shoot 'em yeah. up type video I games, know. right? They've they've come a long way from the pong of of Atari yeah, or Space yeah. Invaders, right? It's come way. I mean, it's gotten incredibly graphic, and it's it's just bonkers. So they're exposed to all of this, and then despite what you think, it's almost impossible to shelter them from everything that they find online. It is right. Yes. Even if you are hyper vigilant, right? It's hard because it's, it's almost it's impossible. The Wild West. An example. Of, of my youth, I when I was five years old, the same age as our daughter, in a suburb, of, a suburb of Minneapolis where I lived, my friends and I, neighborhood friends, I mean, the oldest was in second or third mm-hmm. grade maybe, and then there was a, a group of us that were five, six, seven years old. On summer afternoons, we would get a pocket full of change and we would all trek up to the 7-Eleven, which was about four blocks away, and we would go in there and buy candy. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, even think Mm-mm. of letting Mm-mm. my five-year-old today out of my sight just track with other just other kids just blocks away to a service station i'm the crazy one that sees kids like our daughter's age on the street riding their bikes by themselves and i'm like oh my god no we are not doing that i what if the cars aren't paying attention what if they leave the neighborhood and i and i don't see them Sometimes when when stuff like that pops up, I'm wondering if I am over the top. See me too. Because there is a, I see driving through the neighborhoods where we live, I see, especially during the summer and even now during the school year, kids that must be like around four in their front yards, bikes laying out in the driveway and then they get on and they're back out and then they're in the street and then when they see a car, they they get off. But I'm like, like what? I freak out and I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like, am I over the top? And then I'm like, maybe I am over the top. But I remember growing up in the 90s, I was convinced I was going to get kidnapped. That's because your parents told you that, right? Yes. Okay. And I don't know, like, well, was was that common no, in the 90s? No. Were a lot of kids getting kidnapped? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, they had me convinced that I was going to get kidnapped if I, like, left their side, which is weird. I know. But I don't know if I have a little bit of that carrying over like into my own parenting. And I I try to be reasonable, but there are things that I'm like, nope, 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 we're not doing that. <laughs> what, well, I just, you know, you always think that it won't be me and then it's you. And Yeah, it's like, hold my hand when we cross the street and I'll take you to the park, but I'm going to sit at the park and like watch you play. <laughs> I, I like, just, I, you know, and I don't know if it is a just exposure but I can tell you this: if you start, if you research the history of like the school shootings and stuff like that, this is the last time I'm going to mention that. But that did not happen as frequently or as often, if at all. No. When I was a kid, no. that was just not a thing, right? And when you see things, when 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 Sandy Hook happened, I thought, my God, I hope we never see anything like that again. And then Uvalde, Texas. Just recently. Yeah, I mean, just, I'm like, come on, are you kidding there's, me? There's so many. It's it's insane. So when you get that alert on your phone, or you get the email or a text yeah. message that there's a lockdown at your your local school, and you have children there, 
it's it's that's pure a, terror. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 yeah. terrifying. Is not even a doesn't even do it justice, no. right? Because you know what the result could be, right? And all of those parents, but I when you see them, talk to them, they're just like you and I. They were like, I never in a million right. years would have dreamed that it would have been my child, right? Or this community, or that school, or yeah. I don't know. So, so it, yeah, it our, started our, this big discussion about like being overprotective parents. I'm like, where where does where is that line drawn? And 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 two, like, can you be overprotective but not like use scare tactics? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. can you educate and have open conversations Was about? That, that's not overprotective. See, I don't think so either. Like, can you explain why you're making the choices? to your children and talk through risks like in a, in a more, I don't want to say mature because it's kids, but like not say you're going to get hit by a car or you're going to get kidnapped. Like don't, but, but have a conversation like these are the risks and this is why I'm making this choice that I feel like is the safest for you. I don't know what they do in the schools but I'll tell you this, when our kids both came home that day, because we got, we got, it was last week, mm-hmm. when they both came home, they were fine, which tells me that the staff at the school did a fantastic job handling the situation. And it's good, and it's a good thing I wasn't there, because I would have had them all <laughs> backed into a corner with me at the door. It's, I'd be like, you're going to get, I mean, I just. And then you think about the teachers. Right. So you know, in, that, have, in that same breath, you're like, they okay. They handled it. So now there's these individuals who went to college to become teachers to, um, you know, enrich the lives of our children. And they're doing this amazing work and they should get paid quadruple what they make, but that's a separate conversation. Right. Um, and now they're dealing with this, like on a daily basis. I wonder, I wonder what they did. See, I didn't want to bring it up. We, so our, I did. Our 10 ha- year old is in fifth grade this year. And I was going to ask him, I'm like, how did they handle so this? So I what did, did talk do? to him just kind of not casually, but I didn't want to make it a big thing to, I didn't want him to right. be scared. So I just said, you know, kind of tell me about what it was like. And he said, they um, stayed in their classrooms until they got word about something. And then they were able to like go to lunch. They didn't go to recess. They didn't go outside for gym. They stayed in the school for a little while. They were inside their classrooms. Right. And then they got some, message like an all clear or something well, like that it wasn't an all clear because they didn't catch that guy until saturday night so right. i don't know like what the timing was but then they did end up going like to lunch and to their other classes well here's what i'm wondering how did they explain because i i know parents that went up there and pulled their kids out well, I, went, home. I did go yeah. and then i was like what are you doing here calm down like this right. is not helpful this is just adding chaos like leave right the school Oh my God. And so I didn't even tell him that I went, that I was even outside. Um, Did he know what was going on? Yes. They, and you know, they used appropriate language to explain that there was something happening nearby. And in order to ensure the kids and teachers safety, they were keeping the school kind of shut down basically. Like no one was coming in. So again, these are, these people handled it very well. Because when I saw the kids, they handled it late, better than me because yeah. I was just, like just freaking out. And then they had, and there was no inhibitions about school the next day or anything. No. So they were, they handled it perfectly, whatever and they that, did. And that's like, I and just, I, I'm, that's why they have the job they do. Right. But that's also not what they signed up for. Like, no, this is, I know that. This is not it. And then you're like, okay, well, 
three lockdowns in a week and a half, like how long does it take before kids are like, I'm scared. I don't want to go back. Or, and, and you deal with those kinds of things. Or they get complacent. Yes. You know? Yes. That's, that's another thing. It's all too much. I, well, it just. Everybody needs a hug. I'm just wondering at what. Is there a line and where is it? I don't know. When it comes to the overprotective parents, because maybe there's some people that would, would throw me in that class, but I, oh, I don't think too. so. I don't think so. But I think if if you, what I'm going to continue to do, and I won't tell anyone else how to parent, right. is oh, I'm not try and communicate risks and safety and why choices are made in a in a way that they understand without trying to use fear. Right. And well, it, it goes beyond even the situations we've talked about, right? Like people uh, soliciting children online and luring them away, mm-hmm. and then they we hear those horror stories as well. I know that's why the internet scares the crap out of me. I know, right? Yeah, I'm and like, then there's, oh my and there's God. those kind of conversations, and there's conversations about what you're consuming online and how you're spending your free time and how you're treating people around you, and it's. So it is. It is. So it's hard. just. It's just too much. And I think a lot of people, locally, I know, and this nationally. This is not just local here. This is the national thing. I think a lot of parents with kids in school can relate to this. Mm-hmm. It right? makes it honestly crossed my mind uh, yesterday. Like, could we live off the grid somewhere and it's, do like a homeschool <laughs> thing and have a garden? And well, it's chickens. Is what makes it so terrifying for parents is the lack of information. Now, and I understand that a lot of them don't have any solid information right. at the time to pass. A lot of what they do is just a, pre- a preventative ma- maintenance, a, pre- a preventative measure, I would say. Yeah. But it's like, it's just out of, out of a, an abundance of caution, which right. is great. Right. So, but but as a parent, when you just get that message, you want to know what the hell is going on. Right. I mean, why why can't I have more info? So you don't know, and you're just left there kind of hanging. Yeah, it's not intentionally. No, but it's By the way, frustrating and it's scary. Yeah, for everybody involved, for the teachers, the administrators, the parents, the kids, the whole community. Right. I, I, I you know, and I just think that. Uh, by the way, uh, I can tell you this: our schools and our law enforcement did a remarkable job handling all of this. They did. They did and a they've, great job. They. Yeah. And yeah, our law enforcement, I mean, they they've do. been dealing with a lot. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just, a lot. it's bonkers. Yeah. So if you're one of those parents, I would like to know what people, at what point, where is the line, right? When it comes to overprotective, is, is it all just a matter of interpretation? I don't because know. I don't have the answer not, not for this I'm, one. Not that I'm never going to give somebody else parenting advice. And I, I think we all learn that, right? Yeah. That's just, that's just something you don't do. But you do start to look at yourself and you want to do what's best for your child. And you don't want them you know, to live in fear or growing or, or to grow up being too sheltered. Yeah. Right? So it's like you, there's these weird boundaries mm-hmm. that you don't want to cross. And at the same time. You're always worried about them and you want to protect them and you want them. It's just, it's tough. But two, having the conversation, just even this conversation, tells me that we care. Oh, yeah. And we, and we, well, I think we, most parents do. That's I what like I mean. Like, that. we're, you know, we're open to hearing how other people do it, hearing, you know, what's worked and what hasn't worked for other families, and just like we have good intentions. Yeah. I think most parents have good intentions and they want to do what's best. 
but it's there's no manual. Like, there's not a sheet of instructions right. on how to do it right, right there which isn't. is which is where it gets really hard. It is. It's difficult. So, uh, but again, you know, I, I think a lot of people can relate to this, especially mm-hmm. in our community yeah. over the past two weeks. Because when that one went off yesterday, I'm like, you've got just when I thought it I was know. over. I was in a meeting and I looked, glanced down at my phone and I was like, kidding me? Locked down again. I'm like, you got, that's like, what I thought. I didn't. That. So I know. Well, I, I, I'm happy to report. Not happy to report that some idiot decided to do this as a prank. But and it was like a nationwide thing. Yeah, we, it has been happening a, a lot lately. Again, it's called swatting, and it's falsely reporting incidents at, at schools or I don't I, maybe other locations as well to get police to respond, which is reprehensible. I don't know I what know. would what why why anybody would think that that's funny or cool or or whatever. I it's just in, beyond me. So. Uh, but if if you're a parent, I, I think we can all like. Relate. There's a level of frustration that I haven't felt before. Regardless of how you feel about over or under parenting, mm-hmm. I think we're all in the same boat with that one. We don't need that kind of stress on a regular basis. No. So how do no. you stop it, though? That's the question, right? That's what everybody's asking. I think. How do you on stop all it? levels? It's crazy. I did read an article the other day that um, people need eight hugs a day to feel safe and secure and loved. I've never read that. Well, I think I'm just going to start. Do you start hugging offering people? Offering up hugs. Do you just start hugging people? You're going to get to the office in the morning and look at it look at it around the office and go, you look like you need a Who hug. Who needs a hug? You know what? I bet there's people in the office that do need a hug. <laughs> probably you're the, the two bosses, right? <laughs> they probably do. They probably both need a they hug. They probably don't want one from me, but they probably do need a hug. <laughs> Oh, speaking of things that make you feel good, uh, I've got to publicly thank Nicole for the silk pillowcase. How does your head feel? So George got a silk. I've been bragging about my silk pillowcase from Heat. And um, you went to visit Nicole. Nicole was like, that's enough out of you. Here's she didn't say that. Um, She wanted you to experience a silk pillowcase, too. It's 100 percent silk. They sell them at Heat in the wellness boutique and they are phenomenal. Did you love it? It's it is. It's a nice experience. So I, again, I don't have hair, but they, women who have hair, a lot of it, swear that it's a it's a it's a difference maker. When and they it's sleep really at night, right? good for your hair. So, ladies, if you if you have long hair, if you have extensions like I do, it's really good for your hair because it's less friction. Right. Um, but you, you are, your head is shaved. So how did it feel? I have a shaved head, and then I have you know the short beard, razor stubble. You could almost call it. Uh, and I will say this, I get it now and I probably can somewhat relate to what you are feeling because you don't get the restricted feeling yeah. and friction that you get with a cotton or, or, or flannel or anything yep. like that. Right. You, your face literally just glides. It's cool back and, and silky. Oh, the, and temp- like, the temperature thing oh. is a big difference. If you are one of those individuals who likes a cooler pillow or at least that feel, a silk pillowcase is a game changer. It's amazing. So you're right in the sense that now that you've I've felt that, I don't think I can go back. No. 
to anything else, which I'm, is strange that I'm, I'm going to be this. the person that takes my pillow with me where I go now, which it, I've never been that person. Oh, but now I'm like, I got to have my pillowcase. The pillowcase, it, that is a game changer. They sell them at Heat, right? Yes. Yeah. So you can also buy them online from Heat. Go to heatthestudio.com, um, click on the Wellness Boutique tab, and you can shop locally um, just by heading into the salon. You don't need an appointment. You don't even need to be a client. Um, they just have the Wellness Boutique right in the front lobby of the salon. And 100% silk pillowcases. It is absolutely an upgrade that you will feel immediately. It is. It's fantastic. There's no doubt about it. Uh, also, by the way, I was, I'm was i going to have another conversation uh, with Matt from the CBD centers here in Mankato. Again, speaking of sleep, if, if you struggle with insomnia or any sleep deprivation at all, they have some products I would encourage you to try mm -hmm. because I, there are some people that swear by them. And I know that he brought some of those lavender. They were like, lovely. They yeah. were like a lavender CBD gummy. Oh my God. It was, I mean, seriously, I, I struggle with sleep all the time. And I have, going back to grade school, mm -hmm. I can remember that's just been an issue for me. Went and had a sleep study done and all that stuff. And I can honestly say it does help me. And they've got a plethora of other products as well. Go in, talk to them. Again, all of their products, hemp-based, grown, processed, packaged, and then sold at their stores right here in Southern Minnesota. You're not getting any junk from wherever, right? So we have a link for their website as well on ours. Go to georgeandjess.com. All right, we'll be back with another episode tomorrow morning at 6 a.m.